Pastor Xavier Reese with simple truths for conquering the inner battle. Some are constantly being overcome by the flesh and its lust, whether it be sexual, anger, bitterness. Others, through the lust of the eye, covetous, envy, and still others, the pride of life and vainglory. If I feed my flesh, it'll grow. If I deny my flesh, then the new man will be stronger. That's a daily decision. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. What does it take to cross over from poverty to success? How do you bounce back from a debilitating injury? What does it take to be the underdog and come out victorious? The answer to all these questions is the same. Overcome. That's the message Pastor Xavier has for all believers who are willing to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Let's join him in the book of 1 John for today's Simple Truths. The message is entitled, Overcomers and Conquerors. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? First reason you overcome the world and the commandments of God are not burdensome is in verse 4, the first portion. The believer has a new birth. Real simple. That's where it starts. Second, the rest of four. The believer has rested in the message of the finished work of the cross. And then the third in verse 5, the believer depends completely on the person of Jesus. There's the three reasons why the commandments of God are not burdensome and a person is victorious over the world. This is the commencement of victory through the spiritual birth for whatever is born of God. That's where it starts. Look at verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God, it's connective. It is the first reason given to explain why it is not difficult. It isn't bothersome to obey God's word. The word could be translated because. Let's do that. Uh, They're not burdensome because whatever is born of God. It's the reason, the explanation. The person who is not burdened with obeying the commandments of God is the one who is born again. The one who has believed the gospel message that Jesus is the Christ goes back to verse 1. The anointed of God, the Messiah. The one who has confessed their sins to Jesus and asked forgiveness. The one who has received a divine nature to escape the corruption of the world, 1 Peter One, three through four. This is the foundation of being part of the family of God. You're born into the family of God. You choose to come into the family of God. You're not forced into the family of God. You're not in the family of God just because you're American (laughs) or because you believe in a divine being, but because you agree with the revelation of the Father. 
And so the commandments of God are not burdensome due to the new birth, able to overcome the world. Notice the second reason. The believer has rested in the message of the finished work of the cross. The victory over the world is accomplished when one is born again. Listen, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. And so the victory comes to a sinner when they are born again. And when we enter that new birth, all the victory that Jesus accomplished at the cross became my victory. My victory, instantly. The instant we ask forgiveness of our sins, we had victory over the world. Because then and there, Jesus gave us his spirit and made us his children. It's pretty heavy, isn't it? (laughs) The victory over the world is by faith and the atoning work of Jesus. Two words, our faith. Our faith. The means by which a person enters into the victory of Christ and becomes an overcomer of the world himself is by faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we are saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God. God imparts salvation as a gift, but God imparts the faith to believe also. It is not of ourselves. It's of God. The victory does not mean there is no difficulties. The believer is born into warfare. The enemy is spiritual. And that's why Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the stratagems, the tactics of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, Ephesians 6, 13. If we are practicing to live in the spirit and we are responding in the spirit and bringing our thoughts into captivity and trusting in Jesus and drawing from him on a daily basis when those difficult times come and they will come, When those tragedies come, and they will come. And when those times when you don't understand why, and there will be many, you will resort to doing what you've always done, to do good spiritual warfare. The concept of worldliness is a bit deceiving. It doesn't just have to do with worldly pleasures or entertainment, but with one's attitude. It has to do with one's heart, what is in it. The proverb says, guard your heart, for out of it come forth the issues of life. The heart is deceitful, desperately wicked of all things. God alone knows the depravity of it. Some are constantly being overcome by the flesh and its lusts, whether it be sexual, anger, bitterness, envy. They just don't seem to be able to come to the place of the old man being reckoned dead. 
They live constantly defeated lives. They don't have to. It's a choice. I cannot excuse myself. I cannot blame anybody. Others, through the lust of the eye, covetous, wealth, attention, envy, whatever it may be. And still others, the pride of life and vainglory, unforgiveness, self-centeredness, uncompassion. If I feed my flesh, it'll grow. It'll be stronger. If I deny my flesh, then the new man will be stronger. It all depends who I'm feeding. I make that choice. Once again, it goes back to the motive of my love. Is love the motivation for my walking with God? Or is it because he's a genie and he can do all these things for me? So I'm to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him, which is my reasonable service. And be not fashioning to this world system of being transformed by the renewing of my mind to prove what is that good except on the perfect will of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's a daily decision. That's an individual exercise of my will every time. I am to be a student of the word where the will of God is revealed so I can rightly divide the word of truth in 2 Timothy 2, 15. Because the word of God is the only thing that's inspired and is proud for doctrine, instruction, reproof, everything that I need, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If you want to be a Christian, all you have to do is read and study the Bible. You don't ever have to read a commentary. Not that there's anything wrong with commentaries. I read them. But if you want to be a Christian, you never have to read one book except the Bible. It'll make you the best Christian in the world. It's God's word. Jesus said, if anyone wants to do my will or his will, the Father, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak of my own authority in John 7, 17. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, John 16, 33. So when I put my trust in Jesus, I automatically become an overcomer of the world. I don't have to say yes to sin any longer. I don't have to go along with my old life anymore. There's an ability for me to break that life. When I was born again in July of 73, I had just come back from partying up in Santa Barbara, and I had an engagement with my brother to do some demonstration in the martial arts and that. And um, I got born again, and next weekend I was in a Bible study. <laughs> I never went back at one party, and I was in the world. <laughs> I was almost 24 years old. I was in the world. It's a decision we make. The minute you put your trust in Jesus, you are an overcomer. You can say no. I never read the Bible. I didn't know all kinds of scriptures. But I knew Jesus saved me. And I knew Jesus was coming. And I knew this was the word of God. And I knew I had to grow. The commandments of God are not burdensome due to resting in the message of the finished work 
of the cross. And then that person overcomes the world. Now the third and last he gives us in verse 5. The believer depends completely on the person of Jesus. The victorious person over the world is the believer. Who is he who overcomes the world? This is a rhetorical question which has an obvious answer. Based on all that has been written in the epistle and stated here in these verses. The ones who had not overcome the world were the Gnostics. He's writing against them. They were of the world. They opposed the word of God. They did not trust in the work of Christ. The believer was the overcomer of the world, agreeing with the revelation of God, entrusting himself to the will of God and confirming everything by the word of God. I'm always amazed at how gullible some Christians are. They don't check things through the word. This is your sifter. This is your standard. This is your plumb line. Not your pastor. Not your counselor. But the word of God is your plumb line. That is the authority over your life and mine. I must run everything through the word of God. The person is the one John is writing to. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Chapter 4, verse 1. But test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Look at 4.3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. 4.4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 4.5. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. The victory is looking to the God-man. But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, he answers it. The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Once again, the word believe, pastil, means to think, to be true, to be persuaded. The word is the same one as in verse 1. Ten times it is used in the epistle. He believes that Jesus is the Christ, loves him who begets, and loves him who is begotten of him, as verse 1 says. The person who believes in the humanity of Jesus has overcome the world. Because he's the son of God, God became man. He had a real body of flesh and blood. He was tempted just as you and I are, yet without sin. He hungered. He thirsted. He tired, as all men. He had to die physically, like all other men, except he died in our place as a substitute for us. He rose from the dead with a glorified body, like ours will be. This is what we believe. We believe in the Son of God. And so the person who believes in the deity of Jesus believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's why Jehovah Witnesses are antichrists and Mormons because they do not believe that Jesus is God. 
they believe he's a created being. Anybody who denies the deity or the humanity of Jesus cannot believe in the Jesus of the Bible. You have to have both of them. You have to believe that he was and is eternal. You have to believe that he was and is God. You have to believe that he was born of a woman. You have to believe that he's the savior of the world and that he is the only way to God. And that he is coming again to set up his kingdom and to judge all of mankind. That's the son of God the Bible talks about. The person who has his or her confidence in Jesus as the son of God overcomes the world. Listen to Romans 8, 36 through 39. As it is written, for your sake, we are all killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm the only one that can say no to God. If I trust and depend upon him, nothing can separate me from the love of God. He will be sufficient for all things. And the beauty and the benefit of being a Christian in a church consistently for years is that you get to know each other and you get to see that firsthand, how people go through things and they trust God and God glorifies himself and brings them through. They don't quit. And you see that Jesus is sufficient for the worst of situations and it will encourage you But if you're a church hopper, then you have no history and you have nothing to draw from. There's no commitment. Carries over from the society, no commitment to family. We have overcome the God of this world, Satan, by the Son of God. For the prince of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, Jesus said in John 15, 30. The prince of the world is judged, John 16, 11. He disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, Colossians 2, 15 says. Christ was manifest to destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8 says. We have overcome the evil system of the world through the Son of God. I have overcome the world, Jesus said in John 16, 33. He has given us the spirit, power, and a sound mind, not fear, in 2 Timothy 1.7. We are in the world, but not of the world, and are kept from the evil one. According to the prayer of Jesus in John 17, 15 through 16, we have overcome death that reigns in the world by the Son of God. Jesus said that he lives and whoever believes in him would never die in John eleven twenty six. He destroyed him with the power of death in Hebrews two fourteen. Jesus robbed death in the grave. They have no power 
1 Corinthians 15, 53 through 58. We have attained eternal life through the Son of God. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. John 3, 36. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. John 17, 3. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. 1 John 5.13 And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God. In eternal life, 1 John 5, 20. And so we are given seven promises to the overcomer in the seven churches of Revelation. Listen to him. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 2, 7. There's the first promise. Second chapter 2, verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be heard of the second death. The third, chapter 2, verse 17. And they're all prefaced with he who let him hear. I'll just pick up from there. To him... Who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on that stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. 2.26. To him I will give power over the nations, the overcomer. 3.5. He who overcomes, I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before the angels. 3.12, the overcomer. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. 3.21, to the overcomer I will grant the sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Those are the seven promises to the overcomer. And then he finishes the book of Revelation 21.7 with this. We are told regarding the eternal state the following. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Hmm. The commandments of God are not burdensome due to the complete confidence in the Son of God. And so these are the three reasons why the commandments of God are not burdensome, making the one born of God victorious over the world. The believer has had a new birth. The believer has rested in the message of the finished work of the cross, and the believer has complete confidence in the Son of God. Three real good reasons. Overcomers and conquerors 
in Christ Jesus, more than conquerors. Pastor Xavier Reese and the Simple Truths of Victorious Christian Living. Remember, you can always pick up a copy of this study, Overcomers and Conquerors, for just $4. And by the way, this will also include everything we heard the last time we were together as well. Once again, the title to ask for is Overcomers and Conquerors, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please, it's important that you include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This is one way we can monitor this outreach in your area. What is the witness of God? Join Pastor Xavier Reese on the next edition of Simple Truths to learn more. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 